I'm Christine Russo, and you're listening to What Just Happened on MarketScale. Everyone, welcome Donnie Uang, CEO of Blackcart. Well, it's nice to meet you. Very, very, very nice to meet you. Ah, that's sweet. I'm excited to get chatting. Blackcart is a try before you buy SaaS solution. Yes, that's right. And try before you buy, it checks a lot of boxes. First of all, it reduces returns. Most importantly, it's a sustainable play. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah. So, my first question for you is, why doesn't everyone have this? It's it's such a great feature. What's the market telling you? It's still something that's relatively new. You almost have to see it to believe it. Right. So that's really the, the thing. What is the addressable market right now? It's getting more familiar. Like I was just on Amazon shopping for some gifts and I saw some tribe before you buy it. I was like, well, that's perfect. Now, w- one of the factors in e-com retail in general is time. Time is never on your side. Um, you're really racing against the clock every time you have access to that product. So whether it's put in stock on the floor or in your stock on your website, immediately, you know, the the game is to sell it. The longer it's there, the kind of the worse it is for that product, for the margin, et cetera. Like, is this something that retailers can handle from an inventory standpoint? The, the product itself, it doesn't touch any of the, the inventory or the back end. The way mm-hmm. it integrates, we rely on the exact same e-commerce processes that currently exist. How does doing having that product leave and be tried on and then potentially come back factor into that? And, and there's probably an offset, which is, oh, we have more sales, more engagement because when you try it on, you're more likely to keep it, et cetera. But I'd love to hear that from you. The net AOV, the average order value after returns is about 40 to 50% more than a non-try-before-you-buy order. So you do kind of move it through kind of the system at an accelerated pace. Typically the try period after delivery is five days. So as Mm -hmm. soon as a, a product is delivered to a customer, they'll typically make a decision if they want to keep or return that item in less than five days. And we send that data back to merchants. So for some of these larger merchants, when they're doing their inventory planning on what what else to order, what else to test, instead of waiting 30 or 45 days to get that data back, they'll know in six or seven days on, okay, this product is really performing well. A lot of people are trying it. A lot of people are keeping it. I should make another bigger order instead of kind of throwing darts where you're ordering 3000 pieces of the same thing that, that people might not actually like as much. When you have clients that sign up for it, do they do it across the board old products or not really just certain products, probably certain products, right? Most products we, we like to think of it as. Kind of if you're going into Nordstrom and you can only try on take these jeans to the fitting room and not, I don't know, these shirts, it's kind of like a subpar yeah. experience True. where, you know, there, there'll always be products where you can't like maybe underwear or gift cards and whatnot. That just does not make sense for try before you buy. But typically it's across the, the entire set of SKUs. 
Right. That's a very generous offer for for a retailer and brand to to put out there. There's just so many e-commerce tools out there where everyone's saying, well, increase your conversion rate, right? Increase your average order value. Everyone's kind of, there's so much noise. If you're a CEO of an e-commerce brand, you get a dozen of these emails. So we try to, well, we try to be more specific. It's like decrease X percent of your cart abandonments by offering try before you buy instead of a discount, like be more specific with the pain point. You are so right. Now, do you think that the messaging would be more impactful if it was the returns messaging, which is reduce your returns because you're trying this on, you're not bracket buying like, you know, three sizes, trying to pick the right one. Do you find that there's more traction when you mention it along those lines? What's performing really well for us right now <clears throat> is kind of tying into new customer acquisition that's been mm -hmm. performing better where it's like, you know, uh, as you know, everyone's uh, Facebook ads are skyrocketing. It's, it's really expensive to, to acquire new customers right now. Mm -hmm. And for, for try before you buy, you, you save quite a bit, like for every dollar of ad spend, you'll get a lot more customers and, and higher AOV because of that. We've heard a lot from merchants these days where it's just hard to hard to stand out from the competition, especially now where a lot of competitors have overestimated how much product they can move. They might've just over-ordered a bunch of inventory and now they're, they're just trying to move inventory as quickly as possible and using kind of discounts and, and like all these promotions to we're to the point where it's just the race to the bottom and that's not sustainable. That's not going to last forever. It's just bad for the industry, bad for, you know, everyone. There's a lot of mixed messages going on right now with Black Friday, Cyber Monday, having such large sales volume, but you know, the what's under the hood there, like what were the margins and did they move through enough inventory? And of course, inflation drove up the overall numbers because the pricing was higher. Do you, do you have a feeling that certain verticals are more successful with try before you buy, before you buy than others, or is it pretty democratic? Like is jewelry better than bras? I mean, what are we talking about here? There's definitely different. So some verticals has higher conversion left than AOV, and then some have the opposite, the reverse of that. But what we found is it's it's like pretty democratic. It's pretty spread out where there's you know, bras, jewelry, makeup, consumables, electronics, as well as obviously apparel, which is still the, the majority of our merchants, about like 70% of our merchants are apparel. But in general, the patterns on what works best for try before you buy is moderate to higher price point. So $50 plus where it's a lower frequency of purchase. So you buy it once every two weeks, three weeks, maybe even longer once a year instead of fast fashion. And where the customer makes a considered purchase decision where they're actually thinking they're, it's not like an impulse type of buy type of product. Those work like particularly well across your portfolio. I think one of the headwinds for try before your buy is a generous returns policy. So as I mentioned, I was on Amazon and I was like, oh, this is kind of cute. And it's like, well, it could, they, there was a very clear try before you buy option there. And I was like, well, I also can buy and return. Like, what's the difference? So, but we do see big changes going on. It's like a collective effort 
in the industry across the board to tighten return policies, actually, because of sustainability and problems with fast fashion and other things. Um, a solution that can slide right in there is, is try before you- From a consumer standpoint, if a merchant offers try before you buy, it's effectively telling those shoppers, particularly first-time customers, that you know, you're so confident in your products, the quality, the intrinsic value of the products that you're selling that you can actually try it risk-free. Like we will not take your money and then force you to go through possibly this convoluted returns process. No, you try it first. And then our bet is that you'll love it. You'll fall in love and keep that product. And we have enough case studies that it, it results in pretty significant uplift and the metrics that matter where both consumers and merchants win you know, when you, when you actually have really high quality products and not, uh, right. not something random. What do you, what do you see in 2023? Do you think that there will be more adoption of this as it starts to mainstream a little more? I do think so. I think we're in a pretty interesting and to put it as an interesting time right now where for merchants it's a cash, cash flow is going to be incredibly important contribution margin returns are going to be incre increasingly more important for consumers with you know the recession and and everything that's going on around us being intentional with how people spend their money is going to be really really important and despite all the headwinds around consumer discretionary spending and all that I think we, we have a lot of tailwinds as a try before you buy product where we can increase a lot of sales for merchants while helping consumers be more intentional with how they spend their money, which is kind of like the mission of the company anyway. Well, I appreciate it. My pleasure. All right. Thanks, Donnie.